Hey guys, um, it's Editor Emily. Um, I just thought I'd do a quick note before this podcast starts. Um, the four and a half hours of footage for this podcast got spliced around and edited, and here's the second half. What I decided to do is, first you'll have the What We've Been Watching segment, and then we will go into the second part of Caleb, which would be like, I think we start out with the What the Bit moment, and then we rate the show, but I could be wrong. It's all messed up now. And <laughs> um, Okay, and then at the very end, it's talk about the Walking Dead episode, The Grove. And that's the spoiler section after the, after the music, but we'll explain all that. Um, anyway, please forgive all of this. I tried to do it all as quick as possible to get this podcast out, and it should be fun. There just might be a rough cut or two, but anyway, that's it. Okay, bye. sent a comment card just titled what he's been watching and he says hi Sue and M this is a comment card this is a comment card for your what I've been watching segment I took your suggestion here and on McKinley cast and watched the first few seasons of Sherlock once upon a time before Netflix I binge read all the original Conan Doyle home stories I really enjoyed how they've mixed up and updated the stories. And although I don't always agree with the changes from the original stories, they work well enough within the universe. All right. So it sounds like he enjoyed it all right. Um, After watching Sherlock, I binge-watched Orphan Black Season 1, which is on Amazon Prime or disc on Netflix. The second season will start in a few weeks on BBC America. I don't want to spoil anything by describing it, except I can say... That is one of those shows where I wanted to immediately watch the next episode as soon as the, each one ended. And when I wasn't watching it, I was obsessing over the plot details. If you watch it, watch through at least the third or fourth episode, because that is when you get to know a character named Allison, whom I'm sure you will love. She will remind you a little of Norma Bates. So it's interesting you say that, Harold, because I have noticed the show on Amazon Prime, because the... Like, the picture they use for the episode is just uh-huh. very intriguing. Oh. <laughs> and every time I see that picture, I'm like, what is that show? And I guess I never, I guess I looked at the description, because I know I've looked at the description of the show, and it didn't really capture me. But I'm going to watch it based on Harold's suggestion. Yeah, I'm totally going to watch it, too. We're excited for the <clears throat> recommendation. Um, yep. I checked it out. I checked out that it's at our library and it's available. So I was just going to quickly watch the returned and then I was going to watch that. So I'm sure I'll get through the returned in the next day or two. Cool. So, yep, we will be watching that then Harold and we'll, we'll tell you what we think. We like the idea of someone that reminds us of Norman Bates a little bit. Totally. So cool. Thank you for the suggestion. I'm excited we got one for this segment. Yes, absolutely. And I'm excited you watched Sherlock. Yeah. As you know, if you listen to McKinley Cast, (laughs) 
and this episode and this show. Big fan. Well, and I have also read pretty much all of the Sherlock stories from Conan Doyle, and I agree. I like the mix-up that they do with this show. I yeah, I find it I'm so okay much it. fun. I find it just a lot of fun to pick out, and they, you know, they mix up stories, and so you have to kind of pick out what came from what. Right. I haven't read them all, but I've read enough to. Well, it's funny. It's it's a book that. It's one that I like to have a book at my desk at work because sometimes I will get like a little 10 minutes where I can actually kind of read. And it's sometimes it's kind of hard to do like a novel or something or something that's really involved. And so I, I always found that the Sir Arthur Conan Doyle Sherlock Holmes stories are just fun I can just open it to like any story and just kind of read it for like 10 minutes. And I don't know, for some reason it's like one of my favorite, he's one of my favorite writers for those little like 10 minute read bridges I get. So I almost always have the complete works of Sherlock Holmes at my desk at work. Just as a backup book. I don't know. Well, it's just the perfect reading material for that little niche. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely watch Orchin, or Orphan Black before it starts on BBC America. Because if I watch it and it's already started and I don't have any recorded, I'm gonna be really pissed off if I love it. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just have to wait till the second season's on Amazon Prime. Yep. But that's okay. I'm patient. <laughs> <laughs> So, have you been watching anything interesting? I've pretty much watched Sue's suggestions all week. <laughs> <laughs> and I had a great time. Sweet. <laughs> oh, one thing I forgot. When I said I didn't watch anything, it was either last week or the week before. I did on Saturday, on a Saturday, one of those Saturdays, I took Scout to see the Lego movie. So, I did watch something. Oh, how was it? It was really fun. I really liked it, and I really, really liked the end. I had no idea what the whole thing was about, and I had, you know, I just didn't know anything going in. And the end really touched me. I really enjoyed it. And Scout and I both decided that we probably would have gotten more out of the movie if we were more into Legos. Oh, do you think Booker would like it? I Yeah, definitely. Okay. If he hasn't even seen it yet, it's... It, I think that there were a lot of little in-jokes. I mean, we got plenty of it, but I think that there was just another layer we didn't get at all because Scout's just never been into Legos. Okay, and Booker's been obsessed with them since he was like three. And Booker is our nephew. He's our sister Catherine's boy. There's uh, a lot of us. <laughs> there's seven kids in our family. but uh, I don't have kids, so Booker has kind of been my kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) he and i have been extremely close since he was in his mommy's womb (laughs) yeah they lived with sue for a while and all of that so yep so he's kind of my adopted son so (laughs) um so yeah i think he's 16 now almost 17 crazy i know but i think he'll still like the lego movie oh yeah it's 
it's one of those that spans the generations. Cool. Okay, so I saw that. Okay, and then I watched um, I watched that day after we recorded. Did we record during in the morning? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I did. I watched uh, the Young Doctor's Notebook. I read. I watched all four of them. Nice. What did you think? Oh, I loved it. It is, is dark. Man. Is it, yeah, it is. And it, especially it took it to the a, end. Yeah, it took it. You know, I knew it was like a eighteenth. No, wait, sorry, twentieth century, early twentieth century doctor in Russia. So I knew it would be like, which was the stuff I saw in the first two episodes, just kind of like dark comedy with uh, the instruments and right the. Right medieval instruments they had available to them right you know it's not it wasn't in london it was in like tiniest little town like clear up nowhere russia like in the siberia part of russia or something yeah yeah and so yeah i expected that darkness but the last two episodes i was like wow it's yeah, I didn't like want to spoil anything. Yeah, so I just, didn't. Like, it's really it dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it took it to darker places than I expected. Yep. Oh, the guy, the other doctor that you said mm-hmm. uh, that you had to look up or you knew he was from Charlie and Chocolate Factory, I'm guessing you actually really know him from Breaking Bad. He was the uh, Elliot Schwartz Oh my gosh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, when I saw him, I'm like, no, I know where Sue really knows him from. <laughs> it's from Breaking Bad. And I had to, I knew, I remembered Elliot, but I couldn't remember his last name. So I looked it up on IMBD and it's Elliot Schwartz. So. That was his partner, right? Yeah, the gray matter guy. The gray matter guy. <gasps> that is him. Oh my gosh. See, and I just, I didn't really bother to look. I just clicked on IMDb, clicked on his name and saw like a photo of the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I was like, oh yeah, he was that guy. And then I just kind of, <laughs> but yeah, pretty funny show. Don't you think? Oh yeah. I really enjoyed it. And I can't wait till season two is available to us. Yeah. I'm excited to see where it goes. Although it's another one of those kind of like this show, you kind of know where it goes and it's kind of hard to watch. Exactly. Yep. Yep. By kind of, I mean really. (laughs) (laughs) And may I not, as Sue suggested, may I not suggest it as lunchtime viewing? You know. (laughs) (laughs) After, like, because I listened to the what, the episode on the what we've been watching. And when I said that, I was like, oh, wait, there's that scene where he's like cutting that little girl's leg off. Yes. <laughs> and then there's like all that us from that baby. That's kind of gross. Yes. <laughs> so yes, not lunchtime viewing. Sorry. Yeah, I uh, actually didn't watch it during lunch. I watched the first episode before lunch, and so I'm like, uh, and you know, I'm I'm not a lightweight or anything, and you know, like we've mentioned before, we have a brother who's a magician, and you should hear our dinner conversations. Yeah. <laughs> but don't ever ask a mortician how their day was. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> They'll tell you because they don't realize it's really crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, I uh, this woman's head. <laughs> did you see those stains on my pants? They were brains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, so, yeah, he actually did, like, pick up the service for a long time, for years. And, and he, evolving. he, he wasn't worked, just, like, a funeral parlor guy. <laughs> no, for a few years, he worked for the L.A. County Coroner. Yeah. Oh, yeah, L.A. And yeah. he did Utah, where he embalmed, and he picked up. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yeah. I wanna, so, I anyway. Went, I went on a few of those runs with him to go pick up bodies. <laughs> I went on one. That was like the thing to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He'd swing by the house. <laughs> Anyone want to go with me? <laughs> I got to go down to Richfield. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're not your average family. Nope. Um, so, yeah, I'm not a lightweight about any of this stuff, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch something else while I eat. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe you. Cool. So glad you like that. What else? Really like that. So Emily recommends that too. Um, and I watched. In fact, I've. Let's see. Well, I've watched. I watched your turn. I'm not done yet, but I wish I was. I'm like, hey, we got to wrap up this podcast. <laughs> time to watch one return. Because <laughs> I've had to. In fact, I had to wrestle whether I should watch another return or watch Bates Motel last night. And, oh wow. Yeah. I wow, ha- you like I, it that much, huh? I like it that much. Wow. Um, it's really good. It's really interesting. It, Isn't it? Um, it's just very, so interesting how they choose to unfold stuff. You know, you get new reveals every episode, several new reveals every episode, and it's just, ooh, it's so good. And I don't see many of them coming. No. And I, it just makes more build on top where you're like, okay, what is going on with this person, with this person, you know? Yeah, like the two sisters. I did not see that oh, coming. Oh, goodness. That was so cool. So when the one was screaming and then the other one started screaming, I was like, why is the little girl screaming at her? And then, you know, yeah, figured it out. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that is yeah, crazy. That was so cool. It's so good. That is a huge recommendation. I can't wait to finish it. I've got three episodes, two episodes left. Nice. And how adorable is Simon? Oh my goodness. He is so cute. Isn't he just so cute? <laughs> yes. I was going to say that. He is a doll. And the little boy, Victor, is that what he goes by? Yeah, they so, call him Victor. They call him Victor. Oh, he's kind of creepy, but just adorable. Yeah, he's creepy, but cute. Yeah, oh, yeah, but yeah, pretty fascinating, isn't it? It really is, and I am totally going to watch Resurrection just to see. I just, I'm curious now. I wanna, I wanna at least watch the whole season just to see what they do differently, what they do the same. Just because I like the return so much, now I just feel like I just need to watch Resurrection to see it. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, um, but I kind of remembered from. Like, one of the differences, it seems like, from the Resurrection, the American... It's got to be a spinoff of this show. But it like, is. Oh, a spinoff or just kind of just taking the idea? Taking and, the idea and doing the... Yeah, but it it seems like in the, in the preview for the Resurrection or the Resurrected, whatever it's called, mm-hmm. it seems like someone, like, brings that little boy to the family. Like, is this your little boy? Like, like there's a middleman that introduces oh. 
where in the returned there's not these everyone's confused the dead and the alive confused, the dead and the alive they just show up as if nothing happened you know yeah so i like that better but I big surprise i like the original foreign one better right <laughs> <laughs> well good i'm so glad that you like it yeah i love it i'm so glad I'm watching it. I love it, love it. Cool. Um, and I watched American Splendor. Sweet. And? It was really good. You that liked is it? That, yeah, I really liked it. That is like the most meta movie I've ever seen. Isn't it? It was really weird. I love the way they did that movie. I, I just love how Harvey Picar is actually in it. But Paul and there's like Hardy a, is playing him. There's a scene like where the characters in real. So the movie is based on a true story. And there's mm-hmm. just a scene where the real characters and the characters playing them are like eating, like snacking at the same table. It's really weird. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it really what breaks down that fourth wall or whatever they say. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah, it's it's like so meta you've never it's yeah like i said most meta movie in the world yeah yeah it came out i don't know at least 10 years ago or so yeah and i had never seen anything like it i just 2003 loved. so yeah yeah so 10 11 years ago and i just loved it so much cuz i actually remember seeing Harvey Picar on one or two of those Letterman oh yeah episodes yes and I remember you know his friend that's the nerd yes. gonna go see Revenge of the Nerds I swear I have flashes of him on MTV of MTV I remember his little MTV things where he's like in a he's like in a plastic pool in a backyard and, yeah yeah i think i remember that yeah too. i kind of remember those from mtv i mean that was back in the you know really early 80s when i was like right. in middle school and junior high and mtv was actually a really good channel back then right <laughs> we watched it <laughs> it had music and videos and vjs and stuff <laughs> yeah it was a thing to do yeah but yeah, I when they showed like those Letterman spots, I was like, oh my gosh, I remember this guy. Hmm. Yeah, I had to actually, after about a half hour of watching, I had to see if this was even based on a true story. I just didn't know what was going on because yeah. I had never heard of any of it. You know, I just didn't know. <laughs> yeah, and Harvey Picar actually died just recently. Oh, really? I believe, yeah. Yeah, not too long ago. That's too bad. I did, I have heard of Our Cancer Year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard of that a few times. I don't remember where, but it rang a bell, and I know it's won awards and things. Right, right. And but, wasn't Hope Davis great as like, oh man wife? She yeah, was she fantastic. was really good. And such a funny. I just loved their relationship. I loved how they just kind of adopted that little girl. I know. And and then you see them all like for real at the end yeah. at the rap party and stuff. Oh, I just love that movie. Yeah, it was really good. I don't know if it's something I would have watched. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if it was something I would have watched and had to buy or anything, but I really did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So cool. I'm glad you liked it. Yep. 
I did. All you hit home runs. <laughs> Yay! All around. Yay. I were, Did you assign me to watch the Avengers? Because I didn't get to that. Mm, it was a suggestion, but not like a real assignment. Oh, oh it wasn't? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was. Well, you hadn't watched well, American Splendor yet. Right. But I so. think it is my I think it was an assignment, but I don't know. I told you to at least give like the first half hour or so a chance. That's right. And just see. Because I thought of another funny scene. <laughs> There's... Um, so like Loki and Thor end up like kind of fighting. It's kind of early on in the movie and you know, they're from Asgard. So they kind of speak, you know, like this proper Shakespearean English sounding, uh-huh. you know, and Iron Man, Tony Stark shows up and he's like, if he says something like, if you guys are done with Shakespeare in the park, we could really <laughs> <laughs> And then he kind of makes fun of him. He's like, doth your mother know that you're wearing her drapes? <laughs> <laughs> He's funny. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm sure it's very fun for people that are big fans of all those movies to see them interact together. Is that like the big thing? That's a big thing of it is just to see the Avengers in a live action, you know, because there was a cartoon and stuff and the comic book and stuff. So it's just kind of fun to see him in real life. Yeah, I, I kind of remember the cartoon a little bit. So, but, um, but, and then it's just done really well. You know, that's another, right. it's just really well done. So, I think it kind of spans, you know, not the generations, but like the, the geeks and the non-geeks or however you want to put it, you know. I think anyone could really kind of like the movie without being a big, knowing who they are. Yes, and this is what my hairstylist tells me about the new Star Trek movies. I love the new Star Trek movies so much. Because I introduced him to uh, Sherlock. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, have, he became like a huge Sherlock fan because of it. And um, even was excited to see Benedict Cumberbatch. And, you know, ooh, he's like, ooh, did you watch it? Benedict's, you know, in it. And like no and he's like honestly i really think he's a lord of the rings nerd you'd like him oh <laughs> well if i didn't cut my own hair maybe i'd go to him. <laughs> <laughs> he also looks like he uh came straight out of a dickens novel <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. He's got like uh the handlebar he's got the facial hair and he just, he wears the shirt and the pants with suspenders. <laughs> oh, man. He is so Dickensian, it's hilarious. Although he has um, tattoo sleeves. Oh, right. Oh, he sounds great. That's Patrick. Patrick at um, Shep Studio, if you live in the Provo Orem area. <laughs> Go see Patrick. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine. And he You've been going to him for years. Well, I went to Val for a long time. Oh, yeah. At the Tall Lake. That's right. But Patrick actually was friends with my husband for a while before he even cut hair. Oh, yeah. That's right. So I've known him. Like, I knew him through beauty school and stuff. So anyway, oh. yeah, Patrick's good, good fun. Nice. And I actually left him with, last time I went, 
I left him with a uh, girl walk all day. I'm excited to see because it's about time to get my hair cut again. I'm excited to see what he thought of it. Oh, nice. He's going to like it. He is. How can you not? <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. I love the Star Trek movies, too. And I'm not a big Trekkie. I, I like the original series, but I haven't watched any of the other ones. Yeah, and so I that's just, on my I list. Like, I like the original just for the campy. They're just fun to laugh at. And... I would guess they would be. I don't know if I will actually take the effort to do it, but I could see it being kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, because I know that true Star Trek people apparently don't like these new movies. Well, good. Well, whatever. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm going to give them a chance, just for Patrick's sake, at least. They're good. I own both of them if you want to borrow them. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay, cool. So is that what you've been watching then? Yep, I just also wanted to give a little shout out to the Tobolaski files again. Did you hear the new one? I saw the new one this morning, and I put it on my iPod. I just haven't listened to it yet. It was lovely. It's about pets that they've had. It Basically, pets is an adult, so it's not... And it's not about the pooch. It's, um... It's... <laughs> We've heard about story. the pooch. We know pooch the pooch. Is, <laughs> pooch is done. Um, but his cat bandit, which we've heard of before, but this is like his kids' pets of the adventures of owning a snake and um, rats oh, I bet and bunnies. Oh, I bet they're fantastic. It's fantastic. It's just so heartwarming. This Another plug for the Tobolowski Files. If you're not listening to that and you like podcasts, especially storytelling podcast this is just the best and yeah I, I really wanted to give it a shout out because one they're they put together a kickstarter campaign um to do a movie um, oh. and they they're going to film steven tobolowski doing like a few performances and that's going to be the movie and they're trying to get into sundance for this next year and oh we should go sue Hey, we live in Utah. We live in Utah. <laughs> this is I the one thing we can movies. do. I have two. I mean, Rob used to work at Sundance, so that was an easy in for tickets. But I still, I think we still have some connections at Sundance. Anyway, that's something you can just get, especially something like this. I bet we could do. Anyway, so, okay. If it makes it to Sundance, we're totally going. But anyway, they did a Kickstarter, and they made their forty thousand like in a couple weeks. Nice. So they've they're at forty five thousand now. So looks like it's gonna happen. Oh, that's great! <laughs> and just for anyone new listening, we've talked about Tobolowski before, but it's Stephen Tobolowski. He's a character actor. You've seen him. You know him. You probably know him best as Ned Ryerson in Groundhog Day. Yeah, and like he's uh, like the most credited <clears throat> character actor there is, basically. And he is the most fantastic storyteller I've ever heard. I just he just captivates me. He captivates everybody. He, you know what I like so much about him is he like something about his voice and his stories like calms me. Yeah, like. Remember when dad had his heart attack? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Our father, we call him Octodad. He had octuplet bypass surgery. We've never heard of this. <laughs> Apparently our dad has extra 
arteries. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a double quadruple bypass. <laughs> yep, eight. He's the octo dad. When I was pregnant with Eleanor, the Octomom was popular, so I got a lot of Octomom <laughs> comments. <laughs> and then my dad had a heart attack, and he was the Octo Dad. Yep. And he lives in Wyoming, about five hours away from us. And after he had his surgery, um, there was just a couple weeks after his surgery that I went out to Wyoming by myself to help take care of him and there was one weekend that like our sister and our mom had to be out of town and so I went out to take care of him and uh I went out there three times within like a month yeah you were like you were the you were the man I went out there three times yeah and every single time I like loaded up my iPod with just Tobolowski files and just that is what I listened to driving alone Darren back because hmm. it just something about him just like calms me down and just I don't know it I, I can't explain it yeah and now, he's got like the he's Jewish and he's got like the Jewish rabbi vibe going just kind of philosophical about Texas so there's a little bit yeah. of a southern twang and it's just beautiful is it you know and Anytime, like, sometimes I'll just go back and listen to an old Tobolowski, and, like, I can picture where I was on the drive to why It's like, oh, yeah, I was driving oh, through I Rock Springs that. when I heard this before, you know? I don't know. I, I was just very connected with that old dad heart attack scary part huh, of my that's life. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy re-listening to them also, um, especially the one where he meets David Burns. I've probably heard that oh, one about eight times. I, I love, love that, that one. one. So much. Oh, my love for David Byrne. <laughs> yes. And it has any connection to Radiohead. Radiohead, too. So. Sisters connecting. That's right. Through Tobolowski. <laughs> <laughs> we listened when years ago with Booker, and we were, I, was, I was driving to Wyoming with Cat and Booker, and we were listening to it, and we had to turn it off for something. And Scout and Booker were both like, turn that back on. <laughs> Yes, and this was probably three or four years ago. Well, probably two three. or three years ago. I'd say maybe. two or three. So Scout would have been about five, and Booker would have been like 13 or 14. Yeah, and they were both absolutely, they... They wanted to hear more. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, they're awesome. They're not all totally kid-appropriate, but most of them are. Most of them are, so. And it's T-O, be like boy... O W O L S K Y, the Russian spelling. <laughs> yes, not the Polish. <laughs> Tobolowski. <laughs> but yeah, and the other reason I wanted to bring it up again is that they've just made their entire catalog available again. They took a lot of them off because they went on NPR or something for a while, and I guess that contract's over, and so they can they're allowed to release them all again. Oh, so you get. You can the get them all, on except for the first one. And Dave said he's just—he said it's really rough, <laughs> and that's why it's not there. It's just too rough. I don't remember why, but so I guess you don't get the first one. Oh, but yeah. a- absolutely all the rest are on there now, and they've been gone for a while. So now's the time. Yep, get them get on them. your iTunes. Get them while you can. Download them. Okay. 
So, okay. So, <laughs> at least I guess this one will be released separately too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's what you've been watching, watching and listening to. <laughs> yep, that's all I can. That's all I can think of. Okay. Well, I don't have much. I um, I'm almost done watching um season one of Firefly. Oh. Yep, I did a big marathon on Sunday while I was just sitting at my sewing machine making curtains for the camper and watch like oh, yeah, cool. a bunch of them. So I think I've only got like one or two, I'm like one or two episodes shy of finishing season one. And, and I'm still movie. enjoying it very much. Good. And then um, I woke up really early Saturday morning bunny Bunny had to go outside at like 5.30 in the morning, so I got up and put him out and just kind of all of a sudden was awake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it was like, if I go back to bed, I'm just going to feel worse when I wake up, so I might as well just get up. And uh, But I took a couple pillows off the bed and like laid down on the couch, and um, Amazon Prime recently added... Kevin Smith's movie Clerks 2 onto Amazon Prime, and I watched that again. Uh-huh. I love Clerks 2 so much. It's I think it's my favorite Kevin Smith movie. I feel like Clerks 2 is my brother-in-law Nate's favorite. Is it? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Clerks 2. I, I'm a huge fan of Clerks. I mean, that... I remember seeing that. They did, like one screening at the tower theater like in 94 after it did its Sundance thing. And I happened to live like two blocks away and I had heard all the buzz about it and I went and saw it and just became a Kevin Smith fan like right away. Uh (laughs) But then clerks two came out (laughs) about 10 years later. And I, I don't know. I, I just love clerks too. I just love it. And so I watched it and just loved it all over again. I just love that movie. Huh. I love Elias. I mean, I don't recommend it to you because I don't think you'll like it at all. I'm not. I've never seen a Kevin Smith, but I just know I'm not a Kevin Smith fan. <laughs> yeah. He, he, you, I don't think you'd appreciate his humor. So. What I've seen of anything about him or listening to him or even seen anything from his movies or hearing about him, I'm just like, I don't think that's for me. No, I don't think it is. Knowing you, it's not. But he's like one of my favorite people on this earth. I know. <laughs> this is where we have a difference. <laughs> so we are sisters, but we do have different tastes. So um, so yeah, I worked, I watched Clicks too and just loved it all over again. Um, and then I finished um, Manor House. Oh, I forgot you were watching that. <laughs> and listen to all the appears downstairs. <laughs> that couple was so horrible. Oh, man. <laughs> I was just dying. What like the... awful people! Oh, they horrible were. people! So so entitled. Oh oh man, when they like that last episode, and they're like, "No one's going to call me ma'am or sir again." Oh. Just all of that. Oh, they they loved being, like, a ro- royalties or whatever. Um, they, more, more than anyone ever should. No, I know. They were awful. 
just awful, awful people. And just, and then, like, in the end, when they're doing, like, his exit interview type thing, you know, he was like, well, I, th- I think I understood the servant's point of view. It's oh, like, you never even no, went downstairs. No. You have no idea what they went through. The worst is that he was, like, so... He was so insistent that the servants were exactly how they should be, you know? Like, right. they cannot... It has to be exactly how it would be to get the experience, yet they, like, made them change their diet. Yes. You know? Like, yeah. it was totally two-faced. And the only servant who really wanted to do the whole Edwardian thing was the cook who oh, didn't man. get a chance to do it. Because they were like, we're all constipated. We need more roughage. We don't like that kind of food. And, like, the cook, that dude, oh, Diario, or whatever his hilarious. name is. <laughs> little French guy. <laughs> he did this just to have a chance to, like, seriously cook as an Edwardian cook. He just found right. that fascinating. And yet he was the only one that wasn't really allowed to be an Edwardian servant. He had to cook, like, like modern food. Yeah, it was. It's because they were all constipated. Hey, if they were constipated back then, you got to be constipated now. (laughs) Take some Miralax. You know exactly. (laughs) It just—it was so maddening that they like insisted on it, and you know you've got to know that these servants did not have it good. No, no. And they are just. Ugh. It wasn't. I hated him so much. Yes. <laughs> when she, like, put on that cape to go to the opera, and he's like, I don't know if I like that. It's like, it's a Edwardian. Deal with it. Ew, and he was so creepy. Gross. Ew. Mm-hmm. And he just... He was ew, so like... self-entitled, and yet she was the one that was, like, an emergency room doctor. Right. He owns, what, like, a flooring business? It's like... Yeah. You know? And I expected more out of her <laughs> being, I like, don't... an intelligent doctor... No, the only one I liked besides their kids. Their kids were okay, but yeah. her sister, who was like, I have to leave. <laughs> That's right. It's been a long time since I watched it. <laughs> her sister came. She had to be like the spinster aunt. <laughs> Edith, if you will. <laughs> yes. She was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. <laughs> she had to leave because it depressed her so much. <laughs> So yes, Matter House was awesome. <laughs> yes. Oh, and he ew, he got off on like the crotchless <laughs> underwear. Oh, yes. And she would be a little too forthcoming. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's the last thing in the world I want to hear about. <laughs> that guy. Oh, he was so gross. And he had, like, that child molester mustache. Yes, he did. (laughs) I hated him so much. That that was a really good time, Manor House. It was. It was. And I loved Edgar, the the butler. He was awesome. (laughs) The little frail old man. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, a lot of details are a little faded, but many are not. <laughs> well, like, there's that scene where, like, the French cook, like, cooks that whole hog head. And... Oh, yeah, he's kind of getting a little revenge. <laughs> that was so cool. And they were all offended. <laughs> but the whole head like... is in their room. 
but what they were eating was like the the delicate cheeks, you know, like the cheek yeah. meat. No, it was totally on par for Dwarf. That would have been fancy. That would have been. It would have been totally like, in place. Totally in place. But he's like, I think they're trying to make fun of me or something. Else. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> Didn't the chef, like, leave the show by, like, hopping the fence? Yes. <laughs> She's like, later. <laughs> Hop the fence and goes. That was awesome. Yeah. So, that was a lot of fun. I Thank you. I never would have watched that if you hadn't <laughs> suggested it. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and then the only thing I watched was, did you watch Sunday's Walking Dead? Oh, I forgot to tell you. I cut up on that. And, you know, it was, holy crap. (laughs) Did you watch Sundays? The Grove? Yeah, because I was so excited because I was able to watch, not counting, I was three behind, not counting last Sunday. So, and listening to some podcasts and things, I get the clue that they were really slow and people were like getting mad. Mm -hmm. But I was able to watch them all three. I think I watched them all in one day. And so it, they were perfect binge episodes because I didn't notice. I loved it. I was, you know, having a great time because I still had another one coming, you know. Right, right. And then I was so sad that I, I watched them on Friday, I remember now, because I was like, oh, man, I've got two more days until. And so I, I watched it on Sunday night. Okay. Listen, for after the music, we will spoil Walking Dead. How's that? Okay, there you go. And we don't have any assignments? I don't have anything for you because all I watched was your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Just um, give the Avengers a shot. That's right. Okay. We'll do Avengers. And you... Um... I still need to watch Bronies. That's right. Yeah. I haven't yet. Okay. Because there was really good stuff I was watching and I was like, I only said it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, anyway. So, yeah. Emily will put in presumably a Radiohead song. <laughs> hey! <laughs> yes, all the music comes from my iTunes, and no, I don't have a lot of variety on there, but it's all good. <laughs> so I thought of a few songs that I don't have that I had to find. I'll have to give you some David Byrne to <laughs> yeah. sprinkle in. You have any suggestions you have? Because sometimes I'm a little. Eh, what do I do? Oh, anything from that album you did with Brian Eno a few years ago. Oh, best album ever. Well, I kind of have them. I try and have them kind of mean something to the episode. That's true, but I'm on the... I'm not familiar with the song. I can't do that very well, so you would have to... Well, with the what, what you've been watching, what we've been watching... Oh, that's true. Those can have really anything. So as a whole, what do you give this particular episode? Mm, I'm, I guess I'm going to have to give it another five. Oh, wow. I can't think of why not. I was very on board with it, and just that last season, that last scene alone was just so good. And I was on board with all the slow parts or whatever. I'm giving it a 4.5, which is the highest rating I've given any of the episodes yet this season. Like 4.5 flyers for Bradley's. (laughs) (laughs) i can't think of anything i'm gonna give it five martinis before 11 (laughs) o'clock oh there you go okay yeah 4.5 peach martinis from the party oh i'm doing the ones that they had before 11 (laughs) o'clock 
Martinis all around. Do you have a what the bip? Oh, my what the bip was what's her faces? Carrie's. The the three way confusion. <laughs> but what the bip is that's your that is your that's your move <laughs> to hit on the guy you think is cute is to do it while you're making out with a chick. <laughs> when you think that guy's gay, it just that absolutely what the bips me to death. <laughs> now I would I would think <laughs> I cannot reverse this because I think, is that how I would hit on a guy? Is by making out with a chick? And I think it would work. <laughs> Pretty sure that gay men are attracted to gay men. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. No, what, that, what the that whole thing is kind of confusing. <laughs> um, my what the bib is basically um, Caleb calling Norma a pretty little kitten. Oh, see, I even missed your what the bip. Yuck. It just... It just creeped me out so much that... I don't know. I hate that guy. (laughs) Yuck. Yep. And I hope... I really hope he's not in a lot more episodes. I'm okay if he's in the next one, but I don't want him in any more past the next one. I don't. I don't want that story lingering. I want it done because I hate him. Yeah, he can go. I'm sure the repercussions of what it's going to do to Dylan and stuff will probably stick around a while. But he can go. He can and go. I. I really think that's all we really needed him for. I think so. Don't you? I think he's done. I mean, he's not done, but I don't think. I don't think we need him to stick around for the story. I don't it- see why they would. It doesn't seem like their thing. I don't I don't think they're going to have him stick around. I mean, he might be in the next episode, but that's probably yeah. it, you know. Well, Dylan ne- probably needs to confront him. Oh, oh. Yeah, I, Dylan okay. needs some sort of confrontation with him. Absolutely, Dylan needs some confrontation with him. Dylan just gave him $11,000. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And found out that he's his dad, and this guy made it sound like he was trying to protect Norma the whole time. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they need a showdown, and here's the deal. I just remembered my crackpot theory, and I was really worried most of this podcast that I totally forgot it, and I'm never going to think of what it is. I'm so excited I remembered it. Okay. Yay. Here's my crackpot theory. Caleb is going to be Norman's first human... Stuffing. Oh. Because. I like it. Here we go. There's a scene coming up for the, like, next week on Bates Motel. Mm Mm-hmm. Where you see Norman. I think he's got blood on his face. And you hear flies. And he's sitting in the fruit cellar kind of fugy. And I thought, okay. Dylan or Norman or Norma or all three of them kills Caleb. And instead of hiding the body for whatever crazy weird reason, and he's probably alone in this, he, you know, the taxidermy stuff was very quiet this time. What if Norman does some taxidermy kind of stuff? Because there's something. There's something down there with him that he's working on, but he looked really weird, and there were flies buzzing, and yeah. Oh, that's interesting. See, I didn't, I didn't see any upcoming 
I don't. I have no idea what's happening next week. It's just the tiniest flash, but I don't know. I just thought, hmm. So that's my crackpot theory that he's going to be the first victim of the human taxidermy on some level. He's going to be the catalyst to what eventually happens to Norma. Oh, that would be so great. I like it. I like it. Anyway, so crackpot theories, if you didn't listen to Jay and Jack, are they the only, only ones that do it? I think they're the ones that invented it, but it's just your out there theory you just put out there. They're the <laughs> ones who come up, yeah, they're the ones that came up with the term, you know. Yeah, it's, it's not theory. something you are like, well, it's my crackpot theory and I'm sticking to it, but it's it's basically not something you're 100% serious about, but it's like just some fun, really out there theory to come up with. But sometimes they come true because when I came up with Norma's brother being Dylan's dad, that was crackpot. That was a crackpot theory to me because I lapped it off and then went, oh, there's no way that's true. And I was like, actually, Sue. <laughs> well, you told me that someone else came up with it, but then uh-huh. we even talked about it later. And I was like, I don't think it's true because Dylan knew his dad. You know, I just, I didn't take it seriously at all. Yeah. I did. It was just it was just something that I said and I was just like, meh, you know. Yeah. So when it came true, I was just like, what? <laughs> 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 but uh no, I like it. I like it because I really do I think if Dylan if if Dylan gets any kind of um like acknowledgement from Caleb that he could be his dad. He's Dylan's going to be on Norma's side. There's just still that window where Dylan may not believe everything Norma has to say, no matter how she says it. He seemed to. <laughs> he looked, uh, his shock was... He looked terrified, but he'd also been just really beat up by his younger brother. I mean... yeah. That look on his face could be for a few different reasons. I mean, he, he totally did look, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I can't wait for next week. Yeah. It doesn't always have to go to sex. I know. <laughs> There's other relationships in this world, and I say that being a Norman shipper. <laughs> 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 I am, as we all know, I'm a tongue-in-cheek Norman shipper. Yep. It's just gotten funny now. It has. Emily has decided. Well, I accused Emily of shipping Norma and Norman, and then Emily realized that their shipping name would be Norman. <laughs> Which is the funniest thing ever. Anyway, so I've but who's got tongue in cheek embraced it. Well, I guess yep. let's wrap it up. <laughs> Next episode is called Check In. Do you have any theories? Um. I don't. I don't have any. I don't have any predictions or anything. Yeah, <sighs> I don't, cause, cause this episode just kind of wrapped stuff up. I guess my only prediction would be that I hope. I hope Dylan is on Norma's side. Yeah, I get a bad feeling when it comes to that. Um, not, I get a bad feeling with just Dylan in general now, but um, 
I don't know. I feel like he will be for some reason. I think he's going to feel very betrayed and it's not going to be pretty. I predict that he's killed, not Dylan. I think my prediction and check-in is that he gets killed. I don't know who does it. I think Norma stuffs him. <laughs> Norm. Norma. Norman. I hate that their names are so similar. <laughs> I probably do it 50 times an episode. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. And I looked up like Psycho 4 because I think it was um, Tyler that said something about Psycho 4 where there is a Norma Bates and okay. her name is Norma Bates and guess who plays her? Who? It's Olivia Hussey. Who's that? She was the original Juliet in that really early version of Romeo and Juliet. Oh, like the really old one? Mm-hmm. She plays Norma Bates. <laughs> Interesting. I, I have a feeling it's not going to be as good as... <laughs> oh, dear. As Vera. But... So you are predicting that Caleb's going to die. Yeah, I think he meets his demise. I can't guess who does it, but I feel a little bit like it might be who's it? It's too late to podcast. <laughs> and then it might be Norman. <laughs> I called him Freddy too much. I kept wanting to call him Freddy. Um, that it might be Norman, but I kind of like the idea of it being Dylan. Maybe a little bit of vindication for his character. <laughs> you know, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. That's 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 a prediction I have. Is yeah, because I don't think they're gonna. I don't think Caleb's gonna be in the whole rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna die in the next episode. And I'm. I think it's gonna be Dylan. Yeah. It- it it makes good sense. But it does. It does. Again, for the storyline, it might make more sense to this Norman. He's the killer by default. <laughs> yeah, but it makes sense also that it would be Dylan because he's more affected by this and he also gave that $11,500. Yeah. So I think he'll get the money back. I think he'll kill. Yep. I think I think Dylan's gonna kill. They kill. all have a great motive, but Dylan's seems the most um, the best for it to be him. <laughs> the best. Yeah. He has the strongest motive. Hey, this is the Bates family. They can all be killers. I know. They know? Can, I think we don't know. We'll do it together. We don't know. <laughs> and why don't they just do it as a family? <laughs> <laughs> Again, they're the Huxtables, but killers. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, they'll they'll kill him. One of them will kill him, and they'll all hide him together. Yes, and then Freddy takes it and stuffs him. And then <laughs> Norman will take it a little bit further. 
but God bless him. He's <laughs> he has been dying for an even more sophisticated animal. And what is more sophisticated animal than a human? <laughs> he goes from beaver to human. <laughs> All right then. <laughs> so it was, and they they really did pick an pick an actor who. If you look at like the oh, eyes, yeah. you know, very similar, very similar. And can I just say, Dylan is quite the fine specimen <laughs> for being the product of such nasty inbreeding. This was no, no uh, deliverance yeah. banjo boy. <laughs> <laughs> This is no product of a daddy uncle. Uh uh-uh. That's that was another thing. Like when I came up with that theory, I was like, oh no, because he'd have like beady eyes, and, <laughs> you know, like flounder eyes or Yeah, you think you of know. that messed up kid on the <laughs> on the uh bridge <laughs> playing the banjo in deliverance. Cause you know, living in Utah, we have seen him. We have. We have seen those polygamous kids. There are polygamous families that live in Utah. Let me just say for the record, those are not Mormons. <laughs> no, they're not. Because I know that there's a mess up. I've lived in New York for a while. Everybody? Those are not Mormons. No, 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 no. They are not Mormons. They are their own little sect. They but... might have been there generations and generations and generations ago might have been Mormons, but that has nothing to do with the Mormon church. No, they're like the Warren Jeffs people. They're, you know, and I think people know who that is, you know. Yeah, but they're still called FLDS and it's too close. No, no, they're not. (laughs) I've lived in New York. Everyone thinks that. Yeah. Anyway, that's not us. Yeah. According to the show. Yeah. Dylan, Dylan has an uncle daddy. Oh, oh, I feel, oh man, I felt so bad for him. Can you imagine finding that out? No. What is that going to do to him, Sue? I don't know. I don't know because you've, they've suddenly taken like the most normal character out of this whole show and messed him up. It's, it's, it's got to have really far reaching repercussions uh-huh yeah it's not gonna be good and i'm not gonna like it well i mean put yourself in dylan's shoes i mean oh i know you know you you don't know much about your family anyway and then you find out that what is like it's like one of the product. worst shameful things you could find out about yourself it's gotta be it's gotta be i mean i can't even imagine like if if mom suddenly sprung it on us, <laughs> I oh it's so sad and just his face it's so sad, and I'm just oh I get so sad thinking about what it's gonna do to him because I, I really oh I just love how adjusted he is and how normal he's been and that's even some great lines in this you know talking to Zane. The That's the thing. That's the thing. Cause he is like, he is the most normal out of this whole, out of everyone that we've met. Yeah. And I've liked it. And I just, I'm so scared. I am too. 
I, I don't like where it's going, but I do. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he'll. Just I can't watch, but oh, I'm gonna. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> well, we have to. <laughs> like I ain't doing this by myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. <laughs> Next podcast, I'm like, hi, it's just Sue. <laughs> Emily, <laughs> Emily couldn't take what happened to this fictional character. <laughs> yep. But no, it's that's what is very upsetting to me the most is they take the most normal guy and give him an even more messed up backstory than Norman has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and. This is odd. He's got his mother's genes that are crazy. He's got crazy on both sides. So, oh yeah, anything happening there? Oh, gosh, <laughs> it's like he's got a double dose. Norman doesn't have a double dose. Oh, so interesting. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving season two more than season one. Me too. I think it's better, and I think it's going to get a lot more attention critically and awards-wise. I think it's. I think this is going to be a good year for Bates Motel. I think so too, and that's so nice to hear because so many times, like that second season, is what really. Yeah, shows you know what disappoint you. <laughs> live or die on the second season, like. You know, from what I understand, like, there's that show Heroes, and it was great right. season, and then the second season sucked so bad. Yeah, everyone know? talks about that. I've been meaning to watch the first season just for fun, because I heard it's good. But then it's like, then I have to watch the heartbreak of season two? Yeah, that's, because I, season one of Heroes sounds right up my alley, but you know what? I don't think I'll ever watch it, because I don't want to be disappointed by season two. <laughs> I just, I just don't want, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever, did you ever read Hocus Pocus by Kurt Vonnegut? Hocus Pocus, I don't think I've, hmm, I've uh, several of his books, I'm not sure, but I'm thinking no. Hocus Pocus is one of my favorites of his, I mean, in a nutshell, it's the story of like a professor and his two kids and their mom had gone crazy and then the kids find out that like the kids don't talk to their dad very much because they found out that like the mental condition their mom had was inherited and they're like why did you have us <laughs> so they're like mad at him they're mad at him <laughs> because they're gonna have what their mom had <laughs> there's no getting around it <laughs> Like, why would you breed if you knew you were going to breed these insane children? <laughs> like, <laughs> we have good lives. <laughs> but we know what's coming. You know, I just don't pay attention to the Twitter all that much. I don't. I, don't I go in spurts. I remember to do it every few weeks. And then I'll, like, try and. I'll just try and make our presence known on Twitter every once in a while. I should too. I just 
Twitter confuses me. It doesn't confuse me like uh, Tumblr, Reddit, and Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, Reddit is weird too. <laughs> I just don't spend enough time on those to figure them out. Yeah, Twitter's pretty cool. I like Twitter, but and I think I get it. Oh, now he's decided to eat more food. Really, Bunt? Really? <laughs> I hope I get it because I have three different accounts on there that I. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I would say you're you're fine as long as like some scandalous pictures don't get accidentally posted. <laughs> My, How did that happen? My Emily Emily Diva ninety nine. There's some weird selfie that none of us should see. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> no, my three accounts are uh, Yes Mother, McKinley Cast, and my own personal, which. Is uh not selfie <laughs> motivated. <laughs> I've got a personal Twitter account and I've had it for like a year and I've done two tweets <laughs> <laughs> and both were answers to a question that another Twitter account that I follow asked. <laughs> Let me see how many tweets I've done. That's not gonna be impressive. Oh, forty one. Good Whoa. I am on fire. I've got two. <laughs> I'd say many of them are retweeting base motel McKinney castings, and the other half are probably to movie podcasts and up yours downstairs. I don't bother to retweet anything out of mine because I've only got two followers, and one of them's you. <laughs> <laughs> One is someone I have no idea who she is, and I have no idea why she's following me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I get these people that just randomly follow, and you're like, "Who are you, and why?" Because <laughs> I, I mean, that's I mean, fine and everything, but well, when she signed up to follow me, I hadn't even sent out one tweet yet. <laughs> so it's like, why are you following me? <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I am such a lurker on Twitter. Because I'll get on there a lot and just read other people's tweets and like, like I follow the New Yorker and I'll click on little links that they send and read a story and you know. Oh yeah, that's, I that's think what I use it for. As far as movie critics and that kind of thing, it's a lot better than Facebook. We'll yes, because that's mostly I mostly follow um, some book things and some movie things and a couple of podcasts that I listen to and that's it except for like you I think you're like the only person I follow uh, do you um you do you follow Mike Berbigula yes he's funny oh yes I love his tweets yeah. I just love Mike Berbiglia as do I he can do no wrong in my eyes <laughs> I wonder why he hasn't followed me <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, Twitter talk. Twitter talk from to uh, 
to people that have no business that really shouldn't be on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. It's fun, but if you follow too many people, it's just too much. Yeah, I only follow. I would say maybe thirty to forty tops. Well, I'm only following nineteen. <laughs> oh no, that's yes, mother. <laughs> How many am I following? Seventy-seven. Goodness. And I have one picture tweet, and it is of Eleanor. Oh. <laughs> no weird selfies. Selfies. I hate the scourge of our lives. Oh, man. <laughs>
spoilers if you're not caught up on Walking Dead. If you haven't seen the episode called The Grove on Walking Dead, don't listen. Like, turn it off now. Turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's right. This is going to be a separate podcast. So, anyway. So, yeah, people. We're going to spoil The Grove because I have to talk about it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's one of those. (laughs) Yep. So. So. Holy crap. (laughs) Holy crap. (laughs) I think that's all I can say. Poor Carol. <laughs> oh, man. That was really... Oh, it wasn't man. Upset, as upsetting as I thought if you, like, told me. I don't know. I don't think I was as attached to those little girls as... You know, if I was more attached to them, that would have been super upsetting. But I wasn't. It was still just shocking. I don't know if anyone's really attached to the little girls. Maybe Mika... Mika was cute. And the last couple episodes, I kind of was... Mika, it was adorable. Yeah. And I started getting kind of... So that was upsetting. <laughs> that was very upsetting. I'm so... glad we didn't have to see it and imagine... <laughs> I, mean, I guess we just have to imagine what that was like. I I know. It's so scary. There was so much blood on Lizzie's hands. Uh-huh. And the way that Mika was laying... It it's not on her face, so you can only imagine she must have been stabbed like in the stomach. I'm thinking, I don't know. You know, I I knew there were clues that she was messed up, and I knew she was messed up, but that shocked the crap out of me. Yep, yep, because she killed those two little rabbits in a couple episodes ago. Right, and she's the one that's been feeding. The she was zombies. the one that was feeding the zombies the rats at the prison, and. And, and you just kind of knew that Lizzie was a little messed up. Right. And, you know, especially the, the entire episode, you just, it all came out how messed up she really was. Really. Yes. Do you think she was really messed up before the zombie apocalypse? Like she was like a sociopath or something? She had to have been. Because I, I just, I don't think that the zombie apocalypse would mess you up that much to to where you just couldn't she just didn't seem to like understand the difference between the zombies and real people right it it seemed more than that it seemed like they were i mean she turned she wanted to turn her little sister i mean i guess part of it was to like say hey guys see there she is but it seemed like she preferred her she would have preferred her that way well it kind of does because one thing that I noticed, because I watched it like three times, because I was like, holy crap. This, I mean, this episode is one of my favorite of the entire series. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That and that one's going to, this one's going down in history. It's going down in history, absolutely. And one thing that she did say when, when she and Mika go back to that zombie that's laying on the railroad tracks, and she's... She said that she can hear them talking, so it's almost right. like she can, like in her head, like they're talking to her. You're right. Yeah, I really should watch it again. I've and just been in like a state of shock good. since Sunday. <laughs> I know that says a lot that she's like, I can. They're talking to me. You're you right. know, where yeah. everyone else is hearing like, Barrr, you know. She's like hearing. So that to me is like schizophrenia. Yeah, schizophrenic. So she's hearing like voices in her head and she's thinking it's coming from the zombies. That's what I think. Hmm. 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, with those diseases, it seems like you can um, adjust them <laughs> to your well, situation. You can, like, you can, like, um, project them onto something. Like the yeah. Son of Sam guy. Yeah, the dog. Saber's dog was talking to him. Right. When his dog was just barking. You know. And I, I believe I believe he had schizophrenia or something. I don't know. I can't. Yeah. I don't it's, it seems like it's some sort of uh, psychopathic schizophrenia. It, it, it is. She she was messed up. She had to go. She had to go. She did. Yeah, I totally. In fact, I was like, you got to kill her, Carol. <laughs> I know. And I knew I knew that's what Carol was doing. And it's just, I love Carol. She's one of my favorites. And just to, just to watch her have to kill a little girl. After what happened to her daughter, Sophia. Because this was kind of... These little girls kind of represented like a replacement Sophia. You know? Right. Especially Mika. Oh, yeah. They totally were... Yeah. That, oh, man. Little innocent girls, you know? And so to watch Carol, like, have to just shoot Lizzie was just horrible. I mean, I... Seriously, I cried, like, the first time I watched it. Mm. It just, like, it just made, I mean, not, like, sobbed, but, like, right. tears spring. I was just like, I think, mine, I think I did, too. <laughs> you know? Because one thing that was also sad to me was just how Lizzie was at the very end. She's like, don't be mad at me. You know, and I just hate to think of that little girl dying when her last thoughts are, this woman's mad at me, you know? Oh, I know. I don't like that either. I I don't like to think about people's very last thoughts being bad ones. When they yeah, go. you know, and, I wished it it was very of mice and men. And if you will, oh, man, I've kept the Talking Dead because I record those too. And Chris Hardwick said the most clever thing, and it was totally a Lenny George scene. It was a total Lenny George, exactly. And you know, since she was feeding rats, there was he just made he said the funniest thing of of mice and something that was just. So perfect, and I forgot it. I'm gonna have to rewatch it just to hear what it was and get back to you because it was great. And I was going to even say it, and I forgot it now. Oh, Should have written it down. I wish that's one thing because I, <laughs> The Walking Dead is like the only show that I actually pay for once a week to watch on Prime. I pay like a dollar ninety nine an episode because mm-hmm. I just it's just not one I can wait till no. it gets on Netflix. I have you don't want to get spoiled, and you want to be able to talk. But the bummer is, is I have not figured out a way to watch The Talking Dead. It's mm-hmm. not, it's not on Amazon. It's not, I don't know. Unless someone knows how I can watch it, please tell me. Because I'm a, I've been a Chris Hardwick fan for a long time. I listened to The Nerdist. And. I'm, you know, I haven't deleted any, but I don't know how fun they are to go back after you've, you know, after a lot of episodes have passed, but. Oh, I wouldn't care. I'd watch okay. them. <laughs> I'll keep them. <laughs> so, yeah, that, oh. And then, I just, I, what I was going to say is I wished that in that time before she shot him, it was a little more like George did it, where he really had Lenny okay. 
you know. Same. Lenny was in a good place, and he didn't Lenny know it was, was coming. Lenny was in a good place. He's like, we're going to live off the fat of the land, aren't we, George? Yeah. It's like, yeah, we are, you know. She could have done more with that, and she could have done more with the look at the flowers. Didn't she, shouldn't she, like, look at the flowers and count? Isn't that what her sister had her do? Yeah. And yeah. That, like, so that's, made that's, her like, that's what was a little upsetting to me, is that Lizzie died with bad thoughts in her head. And that's, I don't know, for some reason, that's just really upsetting to me. So I, I'm with you. I kind of wish that she would have been in a happier place. I mean, I agree she had to go. Yeah. But I, I don't Carol, know. Carol may not have been in, you know, in a place to be able to do that. I think she just. How could you be? I mean, yeah. you know, Carol obviously was really trying to. To, to kind of get Mika, she seemed closer to Mika trying to get her to change. And she, you know, like Carol knew that Lizzie was kind of screwed up. Yeah. And, and man, oh, just when Tyrese and Carol come back and they find Mika there and Lizzie's like, I was just about to do it to, <gasps> I to know Judith, but, you know, oh my gosh. She was a effed up little girl. <laughs> <laughs> and that little actress did awesome. She was Oh my goodness, <laughs> she is a good actress. Yeah. She did amazing. She did. All those uh, kids are good. They are. They they do some really good casting cuz a lot of times kids really suck. <laughs> yeah. But man, that scene where she's like playing tag without Walker. Oh my oh. gosh. That was cool how they did it in the beginning and put that, like, old-timey music. So you were like, what is this scene? <laughs> I know. At first, I kind of thought that it was, like, Sophia out there. Like, it was Carol's memories or something. I don't know. I, I did not know what I was watching. <laughs> yeah, let's see. What did Chris Hardwick say about it? He he thought it might be, uh, like, a flash forward. Oh. Like, when times are better, but there's still a few walkers around, but they can deal with them so much that the kid could play with it. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> like you only see one every couple of weeks or something. Right, and it's like, like oh, let her play. <laughs> Harmless. <laughs> you can play tag. There's not a lot of people anymore. Yeah, and then Carol. So at the end of the episode, Carol tells Tyrese that she's the one that killed Karen and David. Yeah, that was intense. And I thought that was... I, at first, I'm like, this is not the time, Carol. <laughs> <laughs> but then, as it went on, I thought, it's the perfect time. And she was probably in a place where she was so upset and just so defeated that she could probably go. She was know? so defeated. If you're going to shoot me, do it now, you know? <laughs> exactly. I just had to shoot, you know, I mean, what was Lizzie? 10, maybe 11, you know? Right. Yeah. I she just had to shoot Sophia, you know, basically. And she was not, you know, they have shot a lot of people because they've been bitten and stuff and they're doing it for their own good. This was different. Needed. This was a not lot. Not any less needed, but <laughs> very different. Right. But I still, I don't know, because I've been of the mindset that Lizzie was the one that killed Karen and David. And that Carol was just the one that, like, dragged their bodies out and lit them on fire and was kind of, like, covering for Lizzie. 
Oh, really? I didn't even think of that. I've always thought that. Huh. It seemed just enough that Carol would have done that. Just, But I guess she did, you know. But I don't know. Even when I was, like, watching the episode, I was like, why don't you just tell Tyrese the truth? Lizzie's the one that killed him. Because it, oh, it was, like, so truth. set in my mind <laughs> that Lizzie was the one that killed I just pictured in my mind that Lizzie killed Karen and David and that Carol like walked in on it and went, we need to do something about this. And that she's the one that dragged the bodies out and burned them. Interesting. It, it, it did shock me a lot to find out it was Carol, but knowing Carol, the last few episodes, it's like, yeah, she did what she had to do. She does what she has to do. Yeah. Survive. Yeah. So I guess she is the one that killed Karen and David. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think she would have covered for Lizzie at that point. That's what I was thinking. I was like, why isn't she telling him that it was Lizzie? And then I was (laughs) like, maybe it was her then. (laughs) (laughs) Because in my mind, it was Lizzie. (laughs) Yeah, just doing it then for her sake made perfect sense. But it was for Tyrese's sake. It's like, he does not need this information right now. But it, he it, he kind of it was a good time for him. To it was a good time it. for him too because you know what when you're hearing some me- when when things are messed up sometimes it's just like okay here's some more messed up stuff right. let's just <laughs> deal with it all at once yeah you know let's not get over this and then guess what I've got and I've to got go yeah and to go through that and what they're going to be going through the next few days together and then yeah. to have that come out later would be right. really right. bad right. So she was right to do it, but man, what an episode. What an episode. Amazing. Oh, so good. So, so so shocking. Oh, it shocked me so much. So, yeah. Oh, just. Yep. And I just don't think this terminus place is going to be a good place. (laughs) Yep. I don't get a good feeling. I don't get a good feeling, but. It's going to bring them all together. It's going to bring them all together. And that's, that's, they need that. Although yes. they're just circling each other. <laughs> the You know, the house on fire. You know what that is. And I know. I know. It's they're like just so all, they're all so close. They're all so close yet so far. It's like the snuffleupagus <laughs> thing factor. They used to frustrate me so much when I was a kid. <laughs> I know. That's all done now. Everyone knows Nephilim. That's what I hear. But, yeah, so. I wonder what that reveal was like. We're going to have to look up that Sesame Street. <laughs> yeah, really? When did they all? Because they, they gave <laughs> Big Bird so much shit about Nephilim. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet that was a good day for Big Bird. Vindication. <laughs> And all I mean is that it's so close, yet, right? Oh, you know, like they literally could have been just a few yards away from each other. Yeah, that used to frustrate me a lot on Sesame Street. And oh. yes, you're right. It is a snuffleupagus factor. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so, yeah, good episode. I'm I'm so excited for the next two. Yeah, and like I said, it was really fun being able to just 
binge watch those other three because right i, I guess it would have been hard to watch them week to week and be like oh that's all we got <laughs> i watched them week to week and i you know i wasn't one of those it was just like Ugh, you know they were inter- they were good they were still good you know because i am just i don't need action 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 yeah like because... these episodes of bates motel you know i've caught a whiff that this one was really slow for everybody till the very end. It was like exciting. And I'm like, I thought it was great. I thought it was good all the way through. But I really enjoyed the, the Daryl and Beth episode. Oh, like I the, really, it was really good. They're all really good episodes. And so I, I loved that they burned that shack at the end. I just yeah, loved that. That and then was... flipped it off at the end. I just, yeah, Daryl and Beth just are getting such a cute little relationship, like little older brother, younger sister, yeah. I, I don't. I'm not shipping them. I don't think they should be shipped. I don't think no, that's no, no. at all what's happening. You, Beth was kidnapped, right? Yeah, by some. I thought it was. I first. I thought it was just. I had to rewatch it, but I thought it was just the uh, hearse from the funeral home, and she found it, and she was going to circle back around and get him. Same, but then because it looked, it had a cross. It was something. It has like a cross in the back. So was it a hearse? No, it looked like one of those. Um, but it looked like a funeral car, like the one that like the family might ride in behind oh, the hearse, like a limo. Yeah, yeah, it was like a Cadillac or something. Okay, yeah, I just thought she found a car parked in there, and then I thought, oh, it must be the guy that lives in that house. And I don't. That's know what I'm thinking because it had to have been a trap. The whole thing had to have been a trap. Yeah. Yeah, it was like just too nice in there. It was very <laughs> how nice. How they know they were coming? It's. Do you know from the comics or anything? If there was no, a- I don't. But it's just weird because like, there was like that animal trap that Beth walked into, and there was just a walker sitting in that meadow eating a deer or something. Yep, and then and just they walk into the house with food, and then. Like, the dog comes to the door and then runs away, but then the next night, the the dog comes, and then all of a sudden there's, like, 15 walkers as well. Why would all those walkers come to the front door? Yeah. They oh, don't yeah. It was know. a total trap. They don't know about front doors. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole thing was a trap. I think it was whoever owned, owned the funeral home has got Beth. The only thing I can think of that has anything to do with the comic is there is a preacher in the comic. Oh, yeah? Who you think is a bad guy at first, but then he actually ends up to be an okay guy. Oh, good. Because I, I don't want so to... I'm wondering if that's who has Beth. That makes sense. Like, he kind of screwed over his whole congregation. They all, if I remember right in the comic book, spoilers, like, when the apocalypse ha- happened, his whole congregation like comes to the church and he like locks them all out. Just like, nope, I'm saving myself. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but then he he's like a good guy at the end. Hmm. But um, so it might be him. Maybe they're take. Maybe they're bringing him into the. Into well, the if show. there is a preacher, and I don't know, I just feel like they wouldn't for all the comic book fans. They wouldn't put a cross on his car, and not have it be him, would they? I don't think so. That's why that's as soon as I saw that cross, I was like, Ooh, is that the preacher? You know? So, well, I hope that she's 
I figure she's not gone forever, but I hope she doesn't meet some sort of Andrea. I hope not either, because I don't know where they're going. I don't know, because there just seems to be all these different groups, because then there's that group that... Yeah, the sterile thing. Sterile at the end, you know, that wild gang that, you know, came into the house that Rick was in. Those are the same guys. With him, I'm going to figure he's going to try and fit out with them as best he can to stay alive. going to kill them all. Yeah. Or I can't wait. They're going to join up. They're going to, like, capture Rick or something. Rick and... Yep. Michonne and... Yeah. And he's going to, like, boom, boom, boom. You know? Yep. Oh, I totally know that's what... That has to be... Yeah. No, Daryl is going to pretend to be with these guys... He's just going to fit in like a glove with these guys. Because yeah. he does fit in like a glove. Right. He's exactly like them, really. But he's changed. But he's changed. His yep. character's changed too much. He's not going to... No, he's not going to go back to his old ways. Right. Old Especially Darryl. after that last episode with them. It was just such a cathartic episode for him. It was awesome. <laughs> Did you love that part when they first get into that moonshine shack? And Beth picks up like that pink bra planter thing. <laughs> yeah. She's like, who would get one of these? And Daryl's like, my dad. dad. He had one. <laughs> he has a story about like that exact thing. That was so funny. My dad would. <laughs> <laughs> he shot at them. <laughs> I can't remember because I listened to the Walking Dead podcast and I listened and I watched the um Talking Dead? The Talking Dead, and it was just funny that I can't remember which one it was on, but they were like, I thought peach knots would be the perfect first drink for that girl. I would have too. Moonshine. Just funny. I mean, I've never had either, but it just seems like peach, perfect. Wouldn't that be perfect for, like, your first drink? Totally. I mean, I have never had moonshine, but I can only imagine what it must, it must taste like just pure, like grain alcohol, like, yeah, (laughs) you know, like Everclear or something. I mean, yeah, it's got to just be like a horrible solution. (laughs) Yes. Like something that you would clean the grout out of your shower. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Not ingest. <laughs> Peach snobs, on the other hand, sure. A little Sounds perfect for a teenager. Girl, yeah. would be, that would be the perfect first drink. Yep. Just funny. I yeah. guess that just is what's supposed to be a insight into Daryl. Exactly. Yep. Is all exactly. that was. So. So yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you're caught up because I don't know anyone else who's caught up. So I've been like wanting to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I was so glad to be caught up for this episode. It, it just happened perfectly. I watched the perfect three episodes to binge and then be able to watch that amazing one mm-hmm. with the rest of America. It was amazing. The Grove, yeah. The Grove is up there, man. I'm telling you, that was such a good episode. Yeah. I loved it when like Mika finds that doll and she's like, I'm going to name him her Griselda Guggenheim or whatever it was. <laughs> and isn't that what Lizzie named Griselda? Isn't that what she named the walker the next day? 
Oh, did she? It was something very close. Enough that I thought it was the same name. (laughs) I just remember when, like, Mika runs in with that dog. I know it was Griselda something. (laughs) Guggenstein or, you know, I was just like, oh, man, is that Scout? (laughs) (laughs) Scout has a history of great names. My favorite is Paw Prince Glitter Stars. That's good. <laughs> uh, so, okay, is that enough? What I think it must be, we're 130, we're we're an hour and 32 minutes, and we have started. <laughs> All right, you know what? <laughs>